Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Good evening. You are watching Inside the Locker Room. This is your co-host, Brian Mossam, along with my co-host, Jason Strayhorn, the Honorable. Mr. Strayhorn, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. That was a fantastic intro video, but, you know, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that our hearts are very heavy today. This is November 30th, Tuesday, last day of November here in the state of Michigan, and our heart goes out to the community in Oxford, where there was a tragic shooting today in a high school uh, right now, what we understand, there's three people who have lost their lives, eight people who are injured, and our heart really goes out to the community of Oxford, and, you know, we really send our condolences and sincere well wishes. We sure do. I, I mean, it's, um, you know, we, we talk about sports, and we enjoy sports, and, and events like this put things in perspective, and uh, our, our hearts go out to that community, and... Um, just a tragic, tragic event. You just wonder why, you know? know. There, there's no good don't. reason. Never there, is. There isn't. You know, do, do we know of there's an active shooter still or caught or do we do anything? Uh, apparently there's someone who's been apprehended age 15 years old. Uh, from what I understand, it's only one. Uh, but we're getting updates from, you know, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer and President Biden, actually. Everyone is uh, in on this and trying to find out the details and, trying to do their best to calm the people, uh, the, the fears that they have. I mean, for everybody, every household around the world can relate to this and understand, like, you send your children to school, you expect them to come home. And, and for those three families, for sure, that we know of right now, our heart goes out to you. Absolutely. I mean, this is not political. This is uh, heartfelt. This is about the family. Yeah. And um, our hearts definitely go out to you. So, you know, with, with a heavy heart, uh, we will proceed, yep. and um, we will talk about this past weekend and uh, what transpired in East Lansing. Um, MSU defeats Penn State 30-27, to 27. and um, you got to hand it to the, the green and white, don't you, oh, Jason? Man. You do. You do. That was a gut check type of win uh, for Michigan State football, quite honestly. It, it was uh, a, a very blustery wintry day I, I i can't remember a time uh maybe I, someone talked about it to me they said 1993 the land grant game um there was snow but nothing to the level of uh this week in east lansing where there were i mean the, the guys at the end of the game were making snow angels there were people shoveling yard markers the hashes all week all during the game and they started bringing bringing out leaf blowers uh, to help with that, you saw that in, in some of the highlight video. And here we go here, some, some footage from it early on. And you see, you know, K-9 was able to prove to the pro scouts and everybody he's an all-weather back. I'll tell you that. He can uh, do it in any weather down in Florida when it's blistering hot all the way to the frozen tundra uh, of Michigan State, uh, the Spartan Stadium in the woodshed here on uh, senior day. 
at home for the final game for Michigan State. Jason, talk to me about the resilience of this team. I mean, you think about it, right, when you look at the Ohio State loss, uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend, um, senior day, you know, in theory, nothing to play for, um, you know, flu bug, injuries. What does that speak to the, the culture Mel Tucker is, is teaching, coaching, and for them to come out and play the way they did? Yeah. It speaks volumes to me. I asked uh, Jaden Reed after the game about that because, you know, there's certain people, as you know, in the locker room that ha are kind of built a different way. But when you have a whole team doing that, it's a cultural thing. And it comes from the top. Uh, Jaden said himself, he said, you know, Coach Tucker gets us mentally tough. It's all about mental toughness. I asked him specifically about this play. This game, that play was late fourth in the fourth. And 15. Fourth and 15. You know, Jaden Reed was in a boot a week ago before this game. He was in a boot on the sideline in Columbus. And so to be able to bounce back from that, it wasn't a fluke. You know, to have the treatment, the discipline, to be able to, you know, do the extra work that it takes to get your body in a position to feel like going, like just feel decent enough to perform. And not only that, he was able to do that kind of performance in the fourth quarter, late in the ball game when it mattered. And then again, he was able to recover the onside kick to salt away the game at the very end. I mean, because I'm telling you, you've been there before, just like I have, where there's injuries, Brian. And I mean, it, it could it, it affects you. Like when you have a nagging ankle or a foot or a shoulder, finger, your neck, things happen, knees that aren't going to prohibit you from playing that you have to push through the pain. And they were able to do that and, and come out on top um, in terrible conditions against a Nittany Lion team who, let's, let's face it, I mean, you know, James Franklin has athletes over there. They have a lot of great athletes uh, at Penn State. Michigan State was over, able to overcome them and win 30-27 to 27, and then put themselves in position for a New Year's Six Bowl game. So you look at they were undefeated in the woodshed. Um you know, had every excuse in the world to fold the tent. And yeah. and really, when you talk about what coach is building over there, right, you talk about culture, you talk about, men, you know, attitude, mentality, chop life, all these different things. And, you know, we can show you highlights all day long, all right? Everybody's seen all the same highlights. But it's talk about the actual mindset of the team. When coach prepared for this game, right after Columbus, Right, we we went into Columbus. We lost that game. That 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 post game speech about um, how do we prepare for the next game? What was Coach telling them? Yeah, he said you got to own it. So we're going to watch this film. We're going to own our mistakes, and we're not going to make excuses. He said if if anybody makes excuses or talks on the way home, they're out of here. That's what he said. And you know, you look at how this team was able to go through that progression, own their mistakes. In an embarrassing loss, a blowout loss on the road uh, in Columbus against Ohio State, and then rebound. You know, you look at the resilience of this team. They were able to, they lost two games, but they never made one loss turn into two. By that, I mean two losses in a row. That's a good indication of a team and their mindset and how they're being coached and how they're preparing uh, to battle the following week. They don't go into the tank because it's very easy. Let me explain this to you. It's extremely easy. Look at the NFL. It happens all the time. There's very streaky teams that will win four games and then lose three games. You want to be if, – if a loss comes, you want to win the next week. You have to win the next week in order to erase 
last week's nightmare, if you will. And Michigan State had been, has been able to do that in the two losses that they had. And now they put themselves in position for a, a New Year's Six Bowl game. It, it looks like they'll be playing uh, in the Fiesta Bowl if all things point, all things are pointing in that direction. So Glendale, Arizona, I, I would say get ready for the Spartans against a Notre Dame team who consequently just lost their coach, Brian. Let's not get ahead of ourselves right now. Let's talk about it. But it's about, the truth. Uh, we're not getting I, I ahead get of ourselves. It. It's I the truth. It. By the way, you got some love with that hoodie uh, from uh, Twitter, Izzo T Spartan Dog, uh, at APMSU1025. Said your hoodie is on fire. So oh. how, does he get that, how does he get that hoodie? Hey, man, this is a Spartan Dog for Life hoodie. Uh, my homeboy, Jay Green. Shout out to Jay Green and, and the Spartan Dog for Life. Um, trademark team that they're gonna they, they, he's working on something to be able to get this out to the masses soon so I, you know this is this is an inside deal right now for for players only but hey coming to a store or an online store near you soon all right so when you talk about uh, the defense a mm-hmm. lot of credit goes to scotty hazelton who's been much maligned i mean you talk about the the we were last in in the country in pass defense, but in the second half, we, t- we dialed it up, had three sacks. I thought the defense played very well second half. Um, we gave up seven points, yeah. you know, minus the pick six. And the defense responded. I mean, when we ended that game, we had one starting cornerback out there. And, I, you know, you got to give, give Scotty credit, Coach Hazleton, and give the defense the way they responded. You saw Panashuk make some plays. You saw um, Drew Beasley. Drew Beasley had a couple sacks. Yeah. And you saw them pressure the quarterback. And, yeah. and you know, this defense, for take it for what you will, with all the injuries and all the, all the um, negativity surrounding it, really stepped up the play second half. And, uh, you know, I think, I think Coach, Coach Hazleton deser- deserves some credit. Oh, without question. He, he was able to manufacture some pressure, uh, find a way to, to get pressure on the quarterback, uh, come up with big plays when it was needed uh, to come up with a gutsy performance like that. It was tough conditions, tough to cut, tough to plant, tough to throw, tough to see, tough to do everything. But it's also very tough to win a ball game like that. You know, when you remember playing in the snow as a youngster, you're running out there, you know, you're sledding or you're making snowmen or snow angels or snow people, if you want, whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I think that uh, it, that brings players back to – those times when you get a chance to play in the snow like that. Uh, but you do have to still pay attention to the details of the game. And Michigan State was able to do that. They have been able to block out the noise of the media. Let I me mean, think about it. You had, you had injuries. You had a, a blowout loss. You had injuries. You had a flu bug. You had contract talk, extension talk, all kinds of reasons to say, you know what, hey, we're, we're not going to play well. You know, and who cares, right? We won nine games. We're playing with the house's money, as Coach Tucker can't stand. He does not like that. You don't like to hear that. that. House's money. Ain't no house money. It's our money. (laughs) That's right. They don't believe in it. So four and a half wins is what Vegas predicted. They're sitting at nine. There was all the reasons in the world to say, you know, who cares about this game? But no, this team stepped up. Senior leadership stepped up and was able to go out and take back the land grant trophy uh, from Penn State that they won a year ago, and uh, now I mean I think all, just about all the, uh, the the rival trophies are, are sitting 
in, uh, in Scandalera Center right now except for one. And we'll talk about that one later. We've got the Brass Baton. We have the Lang Grant Trophy. And then one that has resided in East Lansing for 10 of the last 14 years. I believe it's called the Paul Bunyan Trophy. Yeah, Who? yeah. It's, it's resided. No, no. It's been, I mean, the Paul. My, it might as well be home. It's been there 10 of the last 14 years. So Paul Bunyan. Yeah, we have the Paul Bunyan. I mean, it's there. It is what it is. <laughs> hey, Steve Smith at 313. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much. Appreciate the, the, the tweet. And so as Paul resides and all our other trophies reside. Yeah. Right. Um, that megaphone. We look at uh, K-9. K-9 at 130 yards. <laughs> one touchdown. <laughs> he wins the Doak Walker, I believe. Uh, he should win the Doak Walker. He should win the Doak Walker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does Best he, running back he, in the nation. Does he win the Heisman, get invited to New York? What do you think? I think he gets invited to New York, but you know this Heisman has become a, a, a race for the, the best player on the best team. You know, Right now, you look at Bryce Young, what he's been able to do in Alabama, you know, coming back and, and winning some close games. Uh, but his having last some game big wasn't. I mean, his last game's not going to win the Heisman. Hey, look, you know. We feel that he should. But but we're not biased. <laughs> Solari, Chris Solari from the Free Press, you have a vote. I read that on Twitter today. You know where to cast your vote. Chris? <laughs> oh, Chris? Why are you singling Chris out? No, no, I, a I lot of all you guys around Who, here that have Graham a vote. Does Graham have one? Does uh, Mark, uh, uh, Matt, Charbonneau have one? Yeah, all of them. They do? All those guys. Okay. Everybody's got a vote. But the problem is, you know, a lot of them are going to be voting for Aiden Hutchinson now. You know, that, that, that's what's going like. That's when things have gone too far, in my opinion. Aiden Hutchinson is a phenomenal player, not a Heisman Trophy guy. No, 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 no. Did he have a one hell of a performance against Ohio? Absolutely. Not a Heisman Trophy guy, though. You know, I mean, look, if Indomitian Sue didn't win the Heisman, Aiden Hutchinson ain't winning the Heisman. So don't waste the vote. It'd be flattered for him to even get nominated or be in the discussion. That's great. Uh, but K-9 deserves to go to New York at least and be in that top three. Listen, taking my bias hat off, Aiden Hutchinson deserves consideration. Was from, absolutely dominant against Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Dominant. Was running guys over. Has had more sacks than anybody's in Michigan history. More pressures than anybody in Michigan history. He definitely deserves consideration. What does that mean? Well, that means what he, that what means, does consideration mean? Well, that means he went to Dearborn Divine Child. I mean, no, he's no, got no, roots no, to Dearborn. No, he's consider. Yeah, yeah. he's consider. That, that's what it considerate. Whoa, whoa, We're whoa, saying whoa, whoa, whoa. He went to Divine Child. So what? He's from. He went to school in Dearborn. The world. He needs see, to be he considered. Think, he thinks that the universe surrounds. Uh, it revolves around the city of Dearborn. He just needs that's, to be considered. All he needs to be considered. He, he has been considered, but no, that's it. No, no, no votes. He's, not, hell, listen, no way. he's a hell of a player, boy. He is. You can't block him. Oh, he man. Running. Maybe listen, the Lions can get him. They're they, in position. They can have him. Well, let's see how that works. Aiden, take our advice. You know what? <laughs> your dad's. Your dad knows the whole deal. You don't need oh, our advice. Yeah, yeah, take yeah, your dad's Aiden advice. Knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And his grandfather. We love him. Yeah, yeah. Great take, kid. Take your dad's advice. We don't, we, we don't need to give you advice. Well, listen, you don't need any advice from us. I'm talking about the Heisman. You asked me a question about K-9, Heisman, and I brought up Aiden Hutchinson. 
Don't waste your vote. That's all. We're, we're talking to the, the K-9 media. K-9 should win the dog walker yeah. and should get an invite to New York and be considered. Um, he should be a finalist. And from there we go. <laughs> I mean, it's really that simple. And if you want the truth, there is nobody in America that has meant more to his team than K-9 has. So if we're going to truly, if we are going to truly select a Heisman Trophy winner based on that merit, he yeah. should win it. Usually it goes to the best player on the best team. And, you know, running backs don't get it. It's usually quarterbacks with the gaudy numbers. But if we're going to look at his numbers compared to Derrick Henry, K-9 deserves serious consideration. No question about it. Yeah, yeah, you're right about it, man. I, I, I cannot argue that. Uh, when you look at K-9's numbers and what he the, – the impact he has made on this team. And, you know, as we all know right now, too, as what was announced earlier today, Mel Tucker. Before we get into Mel Tucker, let's talk about the New York Six scenarios now. So now we head into the bowl season. Okay, so you want – Let's talk going. about the bowl season. Yeah. Um, you you Listen – Keeping, let, let's talk about okay. from MSU before we get into the extension about the scenarios no for MSU. Yeah, I was talking about. Let's talk about the extension. I was talking about MSU. Mel Tucker, man. Oh, Plain Mel, and simple. We could we could talk three hours about Mel we Tucker. Lo- we love Mel Tucker. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the New scenarios York. for MSU and position. What scenarios for, do we have, Brian? Well, I think I think we have. Well, there's probably two scenarios when you look at the Peach Bowl, <coughs> Peach Bowl versus Notre Dame, and the. I'm sorry, Peach Bowl versus Pitt, and then the Fiesta Bowl versus Notre Dame. And Spartans are not going to want to hear this, but for that to happen, uh, the ACC winner is going to get a spot. So we need to finish in the top 11. And for that to happen, Michigan has to win. Because if Michigan doesn't win, Iowa's going to get an automatic bid to one of those uh, New Year's Six, and then Michigan is going to get the other bid. So... If you want MSU in the New York Six Bowl, the New, New York, Year Six, New Year Six Bowl, yeah, I'm not gonna say cheer for Michigan, but I'm gonna say they have to win. So, probably the likeliest scenarios is gonna be the Fiesta Bowl uh, versus po- possibly Notre Dame, a coachless Notre Dame, and then <laughs> what would be intriguing would be a Peach Bowl visit with Pitt and Pat Narduzzi in Hot Atlanta, not yeah. so Hot Atlanta. What are your thoughts on that? On which, which one? What do you what what scenario would you like to see? I would like to see the Fiesta Bowl against Notre Dame. I, I think that'd be an interesting game. That's a rivalry game. The we weather, haven't played Notre Dame in a while. Wide travel. What do you want? The, the whole deal. Spartans haven't been to Arizona a while since you know the Arizona State game, which was a a debacle. Um, you know, it was in September or late August, if I can 101 recall. 101 degrees. Yeah, 110 on the field. September Even of at, 18. At 8 p.m., it was ridiculously hot. Terrible. Um, it's a different climate, but, you know, it's nice out there. I think the Spartans travel well. There's a lot of West Coast Spartans, 500,000 living alumni around the world. Um, I think that's a good opportunity for them to, to show up and show out and be rewarded for the season that they've had. You know, you have, you know, you know uh, a, a guy in the name of a canine who may play in that game, New Year's Six game. I, you know, I think that if he, if this is the last time we're seeing him in the green and white, I, the kind of character he has, this is the kind of kid that would play in that game. 
which would drive the, the value of it up even higher for people to be able to see him one last time in that Spartan green and white. So, yeah, that's, that's an appealing game. The other one, you know, in uh, the Peach Bowl in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta against could be Pitt. That would be an interesting game, but I don't think it's the same draw as the uh, Fiesta Bowl against Notre Dame. See, I, I would like to see us play uh, Narduzzi Pitt in the, in the uh, Peach Bowl. In we Atlanta. love dues. I love dudes. Love dudes. Love them to death. I think that would be very intriguing. I don't think that Spartans would show up, though. I disagree. I disagree. We're in the New York Six Bowl, indoor. Um, (laughs) You you get listen. You're right. You get Arizona, Notre Dame. That that's a whole different vibe. Totally. (laughs) So way different. Either one, we're going to need to finish in the top twelve, and if we don't, we'll probably end up at the um, Citrus or Outback, and. Look, oh in August, if you would have told me that, 10 and 2, beating Michigan, heading to the Citrus or Outback, possibly New Year's, New Year's Day 6 Bowl, I tell you, I'll take, I will take it all day long. Yeah. I would. Yep, yep. And we'll have a lot of guys more healthy uh, at that time, too. So it'll be a, the, the Michigan State team that you saw play uh, against Michigan or even, even earlier than that, the Miami uh, version of Michigan State. Uh, from earlier in the season when people were very healthy uh, come New Year's Day. So, so what I, do you want to talk about now, I Brian? Mean, I mean, I just think that um, either way, it's great to showcase our talent. <laughs> I think Spartans travel well. Yeah. I think Coach Tucker made a appealing case at his final press conference. Mm-hmm. And if we go to Atlanta or if we go to Arizona, or really if we go to Tampa or um, Orlando. Orlando, you know, I, I considered it. A, uh, a great year, a great stepping stone because uh, Tuck coming, <laughs> Tuck staying, and more importantly, Tuck ain't finished. <laughs> we just beginning. <laughs> and that's what I think. That's the most exciting part to me. So exciting to me. We just beginning. I we like that. Tuck just beginning. That's a new hashtag we got to start. <laughs> You love just, them oh, man, you, I'm telling you. The master of the Twitter. He gets the whole deal. The Twitter universe over Speaking here. Speaking of Tuck, so this See? past week, I don't know if any of you Spartans have heard. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys have heard, but if you haven't, we're, we're going to be the first to break it. Mel Tucker signs a historic extension, 10 years, $95 million. Wow. Fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Talk to us a little bit about that Jason, about what that means for the image, for recruiting, for so, what kind of statement does that make? It's a big statement, you know. And I know that it gave some people heartburn, indigestion, indigestion because it's such a big number. And when you try to, you know, look at this in traditional terms, and you say, well, what is his body of work, and what is his record as a head coach? When you, when you start doing those things, I think you, you can lose, because you, you have to look at the future and the trajectory of a guy like this, and, and what the DNA, you know, his, his, his background, you know, being able to, to, like we talked about a week ago, he cut his teeth in coaching here in Michigan State, he's from Cleveland, he played at uh, Wisconsin under Barry Alvarez, he's only coached at Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and Ohio State under the best. Uh, you know, when we saw him, when I saw him as a grad assistant here, uh, he was working under Nick Saban, worked with Nick three times uh, throughout his career, and 10 years in the NFL. 
Uh, it just makes sense. He gets it. You know, other coaches, they're, they're not saying he's the only good coach in the world, but other coaches, it will take them a long time to get caught up to the culture of Michigan State and what goes on in East Lansing. Mel Tucker hit the ground running, and we talk about master recruiting. You said it Ugh. best. This is not just for, you know, Mel Tucker and his family and all that. He doesn't even, he doesn't even care, really. It's not about that. He, he, was, he said it plenty of times. I make good money now. Hold on. He also said I didn't ask for an extension. He never asked. He never, never. asked. He never asked. Never. That's document. That's for sure. He never asked. But, you know, LSU's come sniffing around and NFL. It, it, w- people knew that was happening. And NFL has sniffed around. I can confirm that. That is, that is for sure. 100%. So when you have a guy like this, you have to jump out in front of the market, especially when you're Michigan State. We're not we, – Regardless of what we all feel, we're not USC, we're not LSU, we're not Florida. And look what has happened and what has transpired since the signing of Mel Tucker. You know, USC goes and gets – Hold on on one second. I'm just telling – we're talking about it. Don't – The carousel is the next segment. But who cares? We're talking. You know what? I'm leaving. When somebody's on a roll, you let them go. I'm I don't out care here. If, the, if, if they bombed Pearl Harbor or whatever it was in, that, to- uh, in, that, in that, that, that movie that you watched, you know, you always talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We're rolling. Sometimes you go look at off script. Just roll. You just got to roll. Roll, uh, baby. Hey, just tight. Wait, wait a minute. That's not the protractor. Just roll. It's not Sometimes the four comes before the five. Sometimes. And sometimes it comes after. It's okay. It's what the hell difference is it? He's make? cramping again. Ah! He's cramping again. This guy, I'm telling you what, the fire starter. And then he sits back and lets everything burn. He I goes, just, oh, I what's put the it problem? Out. What's the problem? I put it out. <laughs> Here's a <the> water. <laughs> do you happen to need some water? I got a bad rap. This guy's a fire starter. I got a bad rap. Why do they not like me? Oh, my goodness. This guy, man, we're going to talk about that. Why? That, listen. That's listen, coming I, up. I, I, we get it. We get it. <laughs> we get it. This is it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we all get it. He gets it, too. I love it. He gets it, but he loves this, you know. So we don't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> but my point is, 95, 10 years, 95 million <laughs> helps we, the recruits. What are we talking about? We're talking about the recruits, Brian. And what, you said four becomes before five. And sometimes after. But why? <laughs> the script. Sometimes you don't stick to a script. You go with what the hell. You go with what moves you. That's tell, what you go tell with. Us, yeah, yeah. Tell us I about mean, the guy. statement whoa, it makes whoa, for Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Tell us about the statement it makes for recruiting, <laughs> the statement it makes, and then talk a little bit about the donors who made this happen. No, we're going to talk about them right now, okay? We're not going to talk about Why the are you st- sweating? Well, I'm a little irritated. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Four comes before no, five. Don't know why. Have no idea. Four comes before five. Matt Ishbia, 
Steve St. Andre. Remember those names. Dougie Fresh. Remember that too. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Dougie Fresh. We love Dougie Fresh, but not more than we love Matt Ishbia and Steve St. Andre. We'll tell you about those two guys who stepped up to the plate. They made it really an easy decision for Michigan State. I mean, they, they, they took all the pressure off of uh, 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 the budget at Ellen, uh, that Alan Haller has to, you know, be a fiduciary over uh, the board of trustees, uh, you know, President Stanley. He made it, they made it very easy because they said, you know what, you know, I know this is, this is a tough pill to swallow, but we want to sit at the big boy table, so we're willing to make up the difference. And I know at the time, people were like, whoa, $95 is a lot of money. But look, like, and I promise you, in three years, we talk, three years, it will not. It'll be middle of the road in three years. But within three days, you're already seeing moves being made. You know, look at what happened with USC. They go out and go get Oklahoma's court, uh, a coach. I mean, man, $110 million? Million dollars over asking for two houses and a six million dollar house, Brian. I think uh, they 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 shelled out some cash over there. And then LSU goes and gets Brian Kelly from Notre Dame, which is just another. How did that happen? But but for what? Ten years, ninety five million. S- similar numbers. I don't know if you've heard those numbers before, Brian. You know, I have, but I'm getting yelled at on Twitter by um, the Reverend Smoke saying, let the man talk. I mean, why so are you? See, see. So we're, we're going to let you talk. See? Okay. You're not, not, now, he wants to get interactive. Put your phone down. No, no. I'm, I, I, Put your phone we down. We answer to the people. <laughs> we answer to the people. You're, 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 Steve Smith wants to know, does a bowl game count towards K-9's Heisman campaign? It does not. No. It's no. over. The Heisman will be determined. Um let the man talk. Yes, we're gonna let him talk. Absolutely. He was getting you, off you, you never let anybody talk. You know, it's, it's my my apologies, <laughs> Jason. I want to apologize. Coach, Coach D called me and said, "Why didn't Brian, didn't Brian let me talk?" I, I, you know, we're gonna address that too. It was on the message boards. We apologize. <laughs> calling Coach D off. It was annoying. I went back, watched the tape. You're right. You're <laughs> Had right. Had to do some self-scouting. I did. Some I apologize. <laughs> I can get better. I'm going to get better. No question. People sending me, sending me um, messages all day from the message boards. And listen, constructive feedback is fantastic. Keep sending Keep it out. Keep being constructive. Please. We love it. Listen. Listen, nobody enjoys it more than I do when I'm called... Baby, baby blue gap. I'm annoying douchebag. <laughs> Just keep it coming, <laughs> we, we, because we can all get better. Everybody can. No, no, we're gonna get better doing it. So we keep them coming. We Don't appre- get afraid. We totally appreciate it. It's outstanding, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, yeah, when you but, play for George Perlis and Nick Saban, I don't think there's anything that oh, we got such thick that skin. people can say that. Just. You know, hmm, you but know. when you go back to the donors, when you talk about like the statement, right? The statement makes um, Michigan State's at, at the big boy table. Yeah. That Michigan State is here for serious business. That Mark D'Antonio proved this is a, this is not a, a stepping stone. It's a destination job. Mel Tucker has now reaffirmed that that we want to win a national championship at Michigan State, and that this job here is a destination job. And this is his dream job. I mean, he's from Cleveland. 
He, his father went to a game for the first time since 2008. He knows the Midwest terrain. He played at Wisconsin. Um, and then you have donors, right? I mean, donors that Matt Ishbia and Steve St. Andre that have stepped up to help the, the program. They have no In ego. A big way. No ego, totally about the program, a humility, respect. They're not going to demand somebody gets played. They're not going to demand they recruit somebody. They're not going to demand a certain play is called. And I think, I think when Mel, Mel hit it on the head when he said that in my 25 years, I have never met people like Steve and Matt. Yeah. Uh, because there is no ego. It's not a transaction. It's about real relationships. And it's about developing trust and a bond going forward. And that's special. I mean, it's really special. I mean, look at the guy at LSU. He got fired in 21 months after winning a natty. Mm. And that will not happen here because donors... Yeah, donors will not weigh in. They're not going to kick their feet up on the table, tell you who to recruit, who to sign. And, you know, it speaks to the testament of the type of donors that we have and really to the type of people that um, Matt and Steve are. Yeah. I mean, it really does. I mean, those guys... I mean, it's a it's a new era of of donor um, these younger guys who who are more progressive in the way they they conduct their business and they look for real relationships and and, and that's not to say anything negative about anybody else who is a donor or has been a donor. I think that the community at large um, really supports Mel Tucker and the vision that he has for the future. Spartans are all going to unite behind this and get behind this in in in, the, in a big way. And we just like the fact that, you know, you have a guy like Matt Ishbia, who, who's documented to be one of the, you know, the wealthiest people in the world, and, and Steve St. Andre, salt-of-the-earth human being who, who's made it big himself, uh, really look, stepped up. They, they're the tip of the arrow, the tip of that spear that's moving forward and changing the way college, big college athletics is handled and is done. Uh, throughout the country, you're seeing this happen. There has been a, tra- a chain reaction, Brian, as of last night with USC jobs and LSU jobs getting filled. Uh, and, and we expect it to be more of that when you look at Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly. Oh. Uh, who's going to go to Notre Dame now? Who's going to fill that OU job? What's going to happen at Florida? And then it's just going to continue. Uh, we already seen, I think Florida already had their guy from Louisiana. I mean, it just doesn't. It's not going to stop anytime soon in Michigan State right now. We're not worried about it. Had this not been signed, think about this part, Nation. Had this deal not gotten signed, where would you be right now? Because I'm telling you, these teams are coming in, these other schools, these programs are coming in with private jets, and they're putting offers in front of these guys that they can't say no to, no matter how they feel about a university. Think about LSU going into Notre Dame. Notre Dame? LSU plucks a guy out of Notre Dame. That, that's, that's something, if you would have told me that a week ago, I would have said, no way, no way. But it happened. So if it can happen to Notre Dame, it can definitely happen to Michigan State. It can happen to anybody. So look what happened to Florida State. Proud program before Jimbo Fisher got yanked out of there and went to Texas A&M. So this is, this is what we're dealing with in big college sports, Power 5 football right now. Uh, so I'm so happy. And blessed that we have Matt Ishbia, Steve St. Andre, and this great administration led by President Stanley, Alan Haller, and the Board of Trustees of Michigan State that we're able to get this done and get it done swiftly. You know, I wish we could impress upon you 
how much it meant to get this deal done now. I mean, if you look at the college landscape, you look at Florida, LSU, USC, Oklahoma, um, what else is it? Notre Dame. Notre Dame, right? You got five premier jobs coming open, a domino effect. And, and Mel Tucker, who's highly regarded in the NFL as well, is a $10 million a year guy all day long. All day. All day long. I know that for a fact. That I can confirm. For Matt and St. and every Michigan State to be proactive and jump in. And people got an indigestion. When they saw 9.5, they were shocked, stunned. What are they doing? Why are they paying a coach this who's got one year of a track record? Didn't look at his body of work for the last 25 years. And we're wondering, whoa, Michigan State reached. He wasn't right? that good as so a defensive coordinator at Chicago. Yeah, yeah, uh, Bears. I, we heard that. Everybody, everybody, everybody that left that Bears staff, they won a Super Bowl in Denver, and they won a <laughs> national championship at Ohio State. But let's blame <laughs> Mel for the Bears. But anyway, people got indigestion, and they wondered, what in the world are the folks at MSU doing? Are they jumping the gun? Mm-hmm. As you're seeing right now, if you remove Mel Tucker – and you say, all right, I'm Michigan State. I'm going to offer Ron, uh, uh, James Franklin numbers. I'm going to offer $7.5 million. And I'm going to compete with Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma. Um, who else? I forgot. Notre Dame? Notre Dame. <laughs> I said Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma. Florida, uh, LSU. Flo- Florida and LSU. I'm Michigan State, and I'm going to compete with those five jobs. And I'm going to pay $7.5 million. Who am I going to get? <laughs> name, name, me one, name me who you're going to get. <laughs> Florida got Bill Napier from University of Louisiana. He's a Saban guy, by the way. But, but Jimmy Sexton guy, I'm sure. No problem. <laughs> but tell me who you were going to get for those numbers. They're always looking at the Saban pedigree. They're looking at that. That's what they're looking at. I mean, that's my point. Like, we were ahead of the game. Yes. And while, while others might say we overpaid, when this is all said and done, everybody is going to believe this is a bargain. Mel Tucker gets it. He gets NIL. He gets transfer portal. He gets recruiting. He gets social media. He gets all of that. And I think it's safe to say, and I'm going to say this, we got the right guy. What do oh, you think? Oh, man. Did we ever. We got the right guy. He's out on that recruiting trail right now as we speak, you know, getting those athletes that can beat Ohio State, can beat Michigan consistently, can get into Indianapolis on a consistent basis, can be in that college football playoff and be in that national championship discussion. That's what you have to have. He understands that. You know, he doesn't say this from a place of we don't know how to coach. Obviously, he knows how to coach. Big Ten Coach of the Year, by the way. Congratulations to Mel Tucker. Oh, congrats, Coach. Congratulations to Mel. That's where I was trying to Big go. Big Ten Coach me. of the Year. Yeah, you know. Big Let Ten Coach talk. of the Year. Let the man talk. <laughs> go Let ahead. Me. Let that sink in. Big Ten Coach of the Year. Coming in here, getting hired in February. Was that When was that? Like mid-February when he got hired in 2020? 2020? Uh, didn't even have a staff put together in COVID. Wipes out the world. And then for his first kind of year of being able to see people face-to-face a little bit, he just goes 10-2. I mean, the guy's like, 
come on, man. You got to see the value there. Uh, and, and I don't know, we speak from an inside position, guys who've been in that locker room, guys who understand what it, really what it's like, and we talk to players every day. We understand that. But, like, come on. Like, if I, if I want to know, you know, how, how, you know, it is in hospitals and doctors and all that, I talk to people who are in hospitals and then are doctors. That's what I do. If you want to know how it is with football, I'm telling you. Like, this is what the billionaires do. They, they listen to people who know the, the specific area that they're thinking about investing in. That's where Brian Masalem comes in. <laughs> Brian's, got nothing to do with, <laughs> Brian's got nothing to do with that. Zero to do with that. It's the all, fire starter. No, no, no. Brian Masalem. It's all got to do with uh, Coach Tuck building a relationship with St. Inez. No, that, that's and the really trust right between them three and and – it not being transactional, and they're, they're rela- all three of them are relationship driven, and that's how that deal got done. There For is sure. no qu- listen, don't listen to any other bullshit out there. <laughs> that deal got done based off of relationships and trust. Yep, and that's how you want a deal to get done. The right thing, handshakes. The right thing to do. That's that's really what it come came down to. What's the right thing to do? Not. What, what, you know, who wants to be patted on the back for something? It's the right thing to do. And that's what Mel Tucker stands for, and that's definitely what Matt Ishbia and Steve St. Andre stand for. Absolutely. And as, you know, many of our friends have said, including Dougie Fresh, Alan Haller, <laughs> home run. Yeah. Appreciate you, AD. Did a hell of him. a job. Absolutely. Hell of a job. On to another topic, though, and... The Michigan Wolverines walked into, played uh, Ohio State, and for the third time in 22 years. They got it done. They got it done. Quite, quite frankly, kicked their ass. They pounded them. They did. Up front. Mm. Front seven on defense was unstoppable. The O-line mashed them. And you got to give Michigan all the credit in the world. Yeah, and they did and it in I, the trenches, I, man. You know what I said? that I, I mean, I said they just, we matched up better against Michigan. Yeah. Because they didn't throw the ball well. And I felt like they matched up better against Ohio State because their front seven on defense and their, <laughs> their O-line was, was better and more physical. And it showed. I mean, yeah. they ran the ball down Ohio State's throat. <laughs> they sure did. They ran it and, down their throat. And I don't think they had a front seven much. I mean, Michigan was sitting in the front five, man. They, they just, they're like daring you to run. Like, I, you, I dare you. That's how studly they were up front man they only had a couple guys in the box and had athletes on the edges and they were still getting pressure on uh cj stroud and um it was a long day it was a long day for the buckeyes you could tell they were just kind of out of sorts didn't know what to do in that stadium man you talk about the big house like the big house to me isn't that intimidating but that day from all accounts everybody who i know that was there and what it sounded like on television now we couldn't be there we were at the at the woodshed getting ready for our game but it man it was rocking in there it man. was and i'll tell you what jim harbaugh i hand it to you uh first win in seven tries you know, you uh, <laughs> came at your post-game press conference and you um, – do we have that tape or no? Coach said um, – there it is, right there. When they asked him about the Ohio State and Ryan Day hanging 100, he said, quote, unquote, some people were born on third and think they had a triple, unquote, from Jim Harbaugh. And <laughs> you just 
You just gotta act like you've been there. <laughs> and you know, coach, great win. Ton of respect for that. St. Elmo's is a great steakhouse, by the way, for all the people. Yeah, who all you U of M fans. Try to, try to get your reservations at St. Elmo's. If you listen, if you need some concierges, and yeah, we can Indy, help you out. Yeah, we 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 we've been there three times. Yeah, we know. I'm the town. from there. You know, we know that town. We can help you out. Get your hotel. Tell you where to go. We're used to being there, <laughs> so let us know. Congratulations, though. Yeah. Congratulations on going, but. You know, Jim Harbaugh. Are they going to stay in the Sheridan or are they going to stay at the JW? Which one is Michigan going to be in? Which we, hotel? We were at the Sheridan and JW. We've been in both. Well, I yeah. don't know where Michigan. They're going to probably put them at the Sheridan, I think. They might. They're going to demand the JW? They might. Because it's newer? Okay. Uh, you know, some of them will get, will get reservations at St. Elmo's. <laughs> some. Only the, only the big timers can get St. Elmo's. Yeah. You know, that, that tells us a lot. If you really get into St. Elmo's, that tells us. If you want help, really let us know. You have. Let us know. We'll get you in there. We need pictures. No, no, we're regulars. Let us know. We'll get you in the same mode. We need pictures from like evidence of, a, of your plate when you're at St. Elmo's, Michigan fans. But Coach Harbaugh, you like you, you know, you're one and five against um, Ohio State. Great win. But could you like leave out the parting shot? I mean, <laughs> let's let's be honest. Ryan, he would have hung hundred on you last year. <laughs> he just would have. I mean, it's, if he didn't quit because of COVID and, and – Oh, up, that's absurd, Brian. They didn't quit. I mean, and come up with this, we can't play because of COVID, he probably would have hung 100 on you. That's okay. It happened you know, to us. Listen, if you played the starters in the second half against us, the same scenario probably would have happened. No question. But you guys didn't play him because of COVID. And I get it. Totally get it. Right, no problem. But, you, but well, you know, you're, you're you're saying they didn't have COVID. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying okay. COVID. Oh, okay. That's what I'm okay. All I'm saying is when you're one in five against them, you know, you probably shouldn't talk smack after the game. <laughs> just could, you shouldn't because you're gonna play them again next year, believe it or not, <laughs> on the road. And they're probably gonna be better, and they live for this game, so it's probably not the best strategy. But hey. More power to you. Good luck against Iowa. I have no doubt you're going to win that game. No doubt you're going to be in a playoff. And I have no doubt they're going to seed you against Cincinnati. That I'll oh, guarantee. Oh, man. They're going to seed you against Cincinnati. Well, so they're they going to pave the way for them? Oh, absolutely. You will play. I'm a, right now, I'll predict it. You will play Cincinnati and then Georgia in the final. Uh -oh. This is It's already scripted for you. You're going to be all <laughs> set up. Don't worry about it. When we wish you, I can say we wish you the best. We're just, let's hope nobody gets hurt. It would be disingenuous <laughs> to wish you the best. Let's hope nobody gets hurt. But anyway, you kicked Ohio State's ass. You mashed them. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Offensive line, D-line, dominated. And that's how you beat them. And congrats to you guys. So tip our cap to you. And uh, Paul Bunyan still in East Lansing. <laughs> but, uh, Do they have a trophy between them? Ohio State and Michigan? There's no trophy, is it? It's just the game. I don't. Why would there be? They've lost 18 in the last 20. Well, I mean, still, trophy is a trophy. I don't know if it's no, a, I don't. I don't. I don't think they. If it's do. an old pair of cleats from. It's probably fisticuffs, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, as we move on, MSU basketball. Real quick. Goes two and one. Loyola. We played Loyola. Had a had a rough first half. Um. Ton of turnovers. 
went into I think it was our first half in the in the Bahamas, and the first half was really brutal. But man, we settled down, played very well, and and won at the at the at the buzzer, uh, with the alley oop to Bingham. I mm. thought uh, Malik Hall played phenomenal, had 24 points. Bingham had 11 points, and uh, you know they were able to wait to find a win. And it was a you know that's a tough first game, flying over there, playing there, and it was really a good three game uh, tournament to kind of figure out what coach has, who's ready, who's not. I thought in that game, uh, without question, Malik Hall stepped up, and then you know uh, Marcus Bingham Jr. is beginning to evolve into quite the player. When you look at uh, the way he's able to score, block shots, rebound, yeah, I mean, he's doing I, a hell of a job. I tell you what, I, I mean, I like this team. I do too. It, I think they're this, underrated. Oh yeah, and I think just the way just the coach ranked. likes them. I yeah. think they're, you know they're young. As as, as the year goes on, they're going to get better. They're built right for oh, yeah. for Izzo. In, no question. In how he's going to? I mean, I I can see you know seeing teams that are ranked higher in the preseason before and watching how they you know, go about their business and, and get into the, the March Madness versus this team. I mean, this team here has all the, the earmarks of a championship caliber team. I don't know if it's this year or maybe next year, but this team looks like they can get the job done. And, you know, listen, playing Kansas like they did a couple of weeks ago and then playing, uh, who was it, UConn? Uh, they beat UConn. And then ran into a bit of a, a buzzsaw at I th- the end. I, th- I think Tyson Walker, you know, the more comfortable that he gets at the point, the, the you know, once Joey Hauser gets his shot back and is able to get his confidence back, I think we're going to be just fine. When you look at the box score, you know, you saw Malik put up 24, Bingham had 11. When you shift to the next game, right, when we played uh, UConn, yeah. who was ranked at the time, UConn was ranked, and I thought we came out and played very well. Um, Gabe Brown had 16. Julius Marble had 15 off the bench. So you're beginning to see like different uh, players step up at different times, and it's really uh, exciting because it's uh, this team has a lot of potential, no. an absolute lot of potential. Um, I saw, you know, it, it's it just depends on which night, who's who, who's playing well, who's shooting. You know, if we can cut the turnovers down, Tyson Walker gets comfortable. Joey Hauser is able to develop a shot. AJ Hogarth is able to progress. That's I what think, it's all about with this team: turnovers, yeah. being able to, to yes. do that. Absolutely, being able. You know, we got to get we got to get Coach Izzo on here. You know, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk to him about the X's and O's. He, we always love talking football with him, and, and he loves talking football. But we got to bring him on the show so we could talk a little hardwood, little 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 cage talk X's action. and O's or yeah. hardwood. All of it. All this good stuff, man. All of it. So, so we head into uh, the last game for the championship game against Baylor. We're ranked sixth in the nation. Very athletic. Undefeated hung in there. Baylor. Really hung in there till the end. And I thought we played pretty well probably till the last eight to ten minutes. Uh, Gabe Brown had 13. Atkins had 12. Stepped up a little bit, huh? Yeah, he did. Atkins had he 12. He stepped up. But and the I team thought, just lost. They ran out of gas. Yeah, they ran out of gas. They ran out and of I gas. I think Baylor's depth took over. But it was really a good barometer. It was a good test for this team and how, you know, and how we're going to, you know, the future, what the future holds. And you got to give Coach Izzo credit, right? You played number six Baylor. You played number three Kansas. Defending national champs. Yeah, 23, uh, 22 um, UConn. Mm-hmm. And these are all within the first two weeks. 
And I mean, this he is how you finds way to schedule that. This stuff. is how you get a team ready for March right That's now. Right. That's figure right. out what you got early. Figure out what you need to do to correct it, and you move on. And and I I mean I I left the Bahamas uh, feeling pretty good about how we how Were we you there? played. I don't. I don't discuss where I was at. Oh man, you said you left it behind. Uh, man, I come can on neither now. confirm nor deny where I man, was at. Man. But I thought we I played pretty decent. How you get up, man? You, you, you connected. No, that that box score is incorrect. Baylor was seventy-five to fifty-eight, but it was much closer. That's a UConn score. Yeah, then the final score. <laughs> and I thought I thought that we played very very well, and I got you know you got to give them a lot of credit. So t- so. We head into Louisville tomorrow. A big game, ACC Big Ten matchup. Michigan State is right now 22nd in all of America. 7-15 tip. In ESPN. the Breslin Center, by the yes, way. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. We got in the Breslin, the Jack Breslin Student Event Center, <laughs> national television. Louisville is usually ranked, but they're not now. But they, they remind me a little bit of Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Locke is going to be tough to stop. And uh, I got a feeling we're going to come to play tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. You know, the Izone's going to be ready in, in full effect. You know, and uh, it's going to be a great, great, great in atmosphere, in my opinion. Izzo's going to have these guys ready to play, and uh, the, the world's going to be able to see them showcased on television. Are you going to go to that game, Brian? Um. We'll see. We'll see how many uh, commitments I have, but tomorrow <laughs> night, probably not. Tomorrow, hey, tomorrow's my son's night, hanging out with son and daughter, Sophie and Nick. What can beat that? Bring them to the game, right? I, I could bring them to the game. Yeah, that's wrong. I could. Uh, duh. I, I was able to do could. that. Bring my son to the can game. Can you teleport us there? Tell us back. Why do you got to teleport? What? You're so spoiled. Save time. So spoiled. I would, it would be an honor to go. I would Fans love to go. drive. They spend their their money. Their I gas, would absolutely love to go. To go my kids, like, hey, listen, on. if my kids are re- ready, willing, and able, I'd love to go to that game. Mm-hmm. Wednesday nights at night with my kids, but that is going to be a great game, and the Breslin should be rocking, and uh, it should be all kinds of fun. Nostradamus, do you have any picks for us? Any any locks? Anything that we should be aware of coming up? <laughs> Hey, just take it to the bank. Michigan's going to be the Big Ten champs, guys. I know it's hard to say it, hard to swallow it for a lot of Spartan faithful out there, but say it loud, maybe not so proud. Michigan, University of Michigan Wolverines are going to be the Big Ten champs. But guess what? You beat them in Paul's and East Lansing. You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't know if it's too much out of the limb, but uh, a few weeks ago I predicted K-9 win the Heisman. I believe K-9 is, will win the Doak Walker Award. Is that an amended lock? It's kind of an amended lock, yeah. <laughs> K-9 will win the Doak Walker. I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you one more. That might surprise people. As bad as Alabama looked Saturday. Do not count out Nick Saban. Alabama and Atlanta will walk into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and they will beat Georgia. Oh. They will beat Georgia Saturday. Now we're talking. And Georgia will still get a bid to the tournament, to the Final Four. 
Yes. So Alabama will win Saturday, and K-9 will win the Doak Walker. Take that to the bank. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. I am your co-host, Brian Mosalem, alongside my co-host, the Honorable Jason Strayhorn. You are watching Inside the Locker Room. Thank you. Good night and go green. God bless. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 